You've just accessed Shekinah glory, the place where God dwells among His people. Prepare now to receive the Lord as Pastor Rex Ricks connects you to the power of God through the prophetic revelatory preaching and teaching of the Word of the Kingdom of God. Experience the revelation of Jesus Christ on another level from the place where God dwells among His people. Now, hear the Word of the Lord. When you realize that you were created by God for God, (laughs) and it's not until you get to that place um, where He is first, where He reigns as Lord over your life, that I really discover what my life's purpose is. So if you are someone who is somewhat discontented, someone who is troubled, someone who is perplexed about, as it is the reason why I am here, God has your answer, okay? And I'm saying that to say, um, once you receive him, your primary responsibility becomes being a fisher of men. And whatever your occupation is comes secondary to what God has called you to do. Your, your occupation or your profession is just a pond whereby you fish for men. Amen. Are you here? But we want to harvest and go after people like never before. And I'm going to show you something. Uh, Satan wants you to stay busy. He wants you to stay distracted. He wants you to be encumbered uh, like Martha with many things whereby uh, uh, my attention now is no longer on kingdom, but on stuff. And the word of God is true. Uh, God is not a man that he should lie. In Matthew 6, and just stay here, but I'm going to just give you a nugget. We talked about it Wednesday night, Wednesday night. In Matthew chapter 6, the word of God lets us know that we should not be worried about, uh, and I'm just kind of make it modern day. We shouldn't be worried about food, clothes, shelter, things. He said, these are things that people who don't serve me worry about. Okay. Now, let me give you a nugget too. If you are worried, that means you're not trusting God. So anybody who's worried, that really shows us how big God is to you. So if I worry a lot, God is little. If I don't worry, God is big in my life. That's a nugget. (laughs) Are you here? But in that passage of scripture, he says, if you seek me first, if you make kingdom priority number one, I will give you these things. That's literal. He wasn't making a suggestion. He wasn't saying, you know, I might do it. Or, no, I will give you th- these things. And I'm saying that to say, when you trust God, he will provide. Does that mean you go quit your job? No. But God is first. And whatever I think my job can provide, I'm going to honor God and God will make it happen for me. Because sometimes we can put job before God, family before God, self before God. And when you serve God, he has to sit at the head. He has to be number one. Thou shalt not have no other God before me. Okay? And idol worship is anything or anyone that I put above God. And sometimes we are, we are even guilty. Uh, it may not always be intentional, but we are guilty for even putting self before God. Am I talking to now? Listen, if you are not a believer, this will probably go over your head. But I'm uh, talking to believers right now. And those of you who are not, maybe uh, you can use this as an opportunity to realize that I need God in my life. Amen. But we're talking about reaping a ready or a prepared harvest. In Matthew chapter number nine, Jesus, he's preaching 
throughout Galilee. He's preaching the gospel. He's proclaiming. That's what preaching means. So when you hear the word preaching, it simply means proclaim, not what we know as preaching. You know, the preaching is just proclamation. That means you're proclaiming. Okay. He was teaching being that when you teach, that means I want you to understand. These are just some nuggets. So I'm going to show you in a minute. We should mimic him. So he went about teaching. He went about doing what? Teaching. So write this down. Teaching. When I teach others, I want them to come to a greater understanding. That's why the scripture says wisdom is a principal thing. And in all of thy getting, get an understanding. So when you teach, you're teaching whereby people can get an understanding. He went about preaching. Now, what does preaching do? Preaching shows my commitment. Preaching, preaching, proclaiming the gospel shows my commitment. I will write this down. So as disciples, we are supposed to notice he com- what is known as the Great Commission. He commissioned us as disciples to go into all the world and preach or proclaim the gospel to every creature. What do you mean proclaim? By your commitment, there's going to be a proclamation of the gospel, not again what we consider preaching and what, what I mean by that like ha, ha, yeah no preaching preaching means this so when we see that that's don't consider we have identified that as preaching but preaching is just proclaiming the gospel that man is in need of a savior Jesus is that savior he came he died he rose again watch this and and and, and the the validity and, and The foundation of Christianity is this, is that not only did Jesus come, not only did he die for our sins, not only was he raised again, but he was seen. That's what sets Christianity apart from every other religion. Our Savior got up, and not only did he get up, but he was seen and seen by many. That's why I believe in Jesus, (laughs) because he got up. Are you with me? So, so he goes about teaching. He wanted the people to have an understanding. He goes about proclaiming. There was a commitment, and I'm saying this because I want this to get in your spirit. One, I should be teaching others. Two, I should be proclaiming. That shows my commitment. Three, he was healing others. He wants us to be whole. So as we go about teaching and proclaiming, there should be people being made whole. And I showed you some weeks ago, Brother Moore, that you have the authority as a believer to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And see, when you believe that, you won't always call pastor to come lay hands on my son. You can lay hands on your son yourself. Why? Because these signs shall follow them that believe. I'd rather have my husband who believe lay hands on my child than a pastor who don't believe drive four hours over here just to whisper a prayer that won't get no further than this bedroom. Are you with me? And I'm saying that to say as a believer, you have authority to lay hands on your own self. I understand when Pastor, you said no call you. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying as a believer, you have authority yourself. And when you understand that, you'll anoint yourself. Try it and see if it don't work. But you got to believe. So he goes throughout Galilee preaching, teaching, preaching the gospel of Jesus. Um, and I want to show you something here. And Jesus, uh, verse, beginning at verse 35, uh, my translation may be a little different. So let me read these first few verses. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in the synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of diseases and all manner of sicknesses. Verse 36. But when he saw, someone say saw. saw. 
the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were distressed, dispirited, and scattered as sheep not having a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest indeed is what? Plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he send forth laborers, what? Into his harvest. Now, I I, want to give you a quote by Kay Arthur, and this is what she says. She says, if you don't plan to live the Christian life totally committed to knowing your God and to walking in obedience to him, then don't begin. For this is what Christianity is all about. It's a charge, excuse me, it's a change of citizenship. Remember, Philippians tells us that our citizenship is of the kingdom of heaven, right? She says, um, for it is a change of citizenship, a change of governments, a change of allegiance, a change of allegiance. If you have no intention of letting Christ rule your life, then forget Christianity. It's not for you. Did you hear that? And I'm willing to submit that after receiving Jesus as Savior, many people, a lot of people, precipitously keep living their lives as normal with the exception of going to church on Sunday. In other words, nothing changes other than I have incorporated going to church on Sunday, but I, my attitude is still like the old man. I still act like a dude, still go to some of the places that, that have no, you know, I'm not going to impact or be infectious. I'm just going to still, you know, satisfy the desires and passions of that old man. Nothing changes other than going to church on Sunday. That's why a lot of people, the majority of Christians, come to church by themselves. That's selfish. That's a person who does not understand their responsibility as a disciple of Jesus. And I'm saying that to say, whether you realize or not, once you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, listen to this, you are literally forfeiting your life to live for him. Your allegiance now becomes God first. Everything else comes after him. Your allegiance now is to be to God and what a lot of people have made they have made Jesus their savior but not their lord when he is my lord I allow him to lead my life are you here so I want you to let that seep for a second as a believer your your citizenship your citizenship changes your allegiance changes god first now whereas everything else was first who becomes first now god watch this not mama daddy Hold yourself because y'all don't like to mention children. God even comes before children. Oh, oh, I've never heard such a thing. Who is this man who teaches such a thing? Who is he? Let me show you. Are you here? See, the, the, the reason why this is important because there are people who are dying, people who are hurting, and we can't be so selfish as Christians that I'm only concerned about my needs. There are people around you every day who are ready. Notice what our text says. Don't let me forget. I'm going to show you that. Notice our text says the harvest indeed is plenteous. Do you see this? Harvest, write this down. In the Greek, it simply means reaping. Someone say reaping. That's all it means. In a nutshell, harvest means reaping. So Jesus said, listen, the time of reaping is ready. The time of reaping is plenteous. Are you here? So the time of reaping is what? Ready. So that means 
in order for something to be reaped, there had to be something planted. So uh, uh, that's why uh, in Corinthians, Apostle Paul puts it this way. Some plant, some water, God gives the increase. So one of the things I have to realize as a fisherman of men is that the harvest is always ready for reaping. So when you go to lunch today, there are people there ready. If I can just put my hunger to the side for a second and think about others, I can see that there are people ready for reaping. And I prove that. In John chapter 4, do you remember when Jesus uh, met the woman at the well and began to tell her about her life? Um, and afterwards, she began to go throughout her village telling her about a man that she met. <laughs> and so when the disciples see Jesus, they was like, uh, uh, man, come on, let's eat. Let's go eat. You need to sit down and eat. Jesus said, no, my food, my meat is to do the will of my father. Let me show you, because y'all looking like y'all don't remember that passage. I know some of you read it this week, but just to just kind of recap, let's go to John chapter number four, around verse 35. I know you remember. I just want to show you, because you were looking like, ah, I think it's Mark, Pastor, but I think it's John. Okay. Do you not say that there are still months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are what? Already ripe. Now, watch this. This is after he ministered to the woman at the well. She immediately went back to her village, beginning to tell them about a man that she met. Okay? Next verse. I want to show you something. Um, and he who reaps receives what? Wages and gathers fruit for what? Eternal life. That both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. In other words, watch this. There are those who, 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 who sow and there are those who might be the benefactor of what somebody else sowed. But we're both are going to rejoice because a soul was saved. So I'm not going to try to get all the credit because I talked to you yesterday and, and, and it came because of him. No, I'm just glad that the seed was sown. And once that person received Jesus, we're both are going to rejoice. That's what he's saying. Verse 37. For in this saying is true. One souls and another what? Reaps. Verse 38. I sent you to watch this. Notice we just read that the harvest people are ready to be reaped or the, the, the harvest is ready to be to, to, for, for us to, for, to to go and collect others. Are you here? Watch this. I sent you to what? Reap that for which you have not labored. Prime example. Again, you at the restaurant today. Somebody ministered to him three weeks ago. But he's ready today. It's may, maybe see, see what this person said. Soften the ground. And it may be what you said that now that person is ready to receive. Notice, this is what it's, and, and I'm, I'm going to say this because we make excuses as to why we don't share Jesus. But ain't nobody ready. These folk don't want the Lord, Pastor. That's a lie. When Jesus said, it's ready. People are ready to be harvested. Even your family members. And them folk ain't ready for dead. They hard-headed. They don't want Jesus. No, 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 no. There's a reason perhaps why they don't want him. And it's not because people aren't ready. Perhaps our lives don't mimic the life of Jesus. Maybe they don't see Jesus in us. Because let me tell you something. Let me tell you, let me tell you when you really, when your family member receives you, you they, they, he for real. But if your family member still like, uh, I don't know about this God stuff. Perhaps I might need to make sure my life, they're not expecting you to go in like you used to go in. Hmm? They're not expecting you to 
maybe talk like you used to talk. You know how you used to talk? <laughs> Any man being Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things. See, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for the new you. See, it's quiet again. It's quiet. Watch this. <laughs> I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have, watch this, others have labored, and you have entered into their what? Labors. So I wanted to show you that, that the that word harvest, it means a reaping, particularly gathering people into the kingdom of God. So a time to be reaped is already or always ready or available. Are you here? So there's nowhere that you could go, be it the grocery store, be it in the marketplace where people are not ready to receive. And let me tell you something. When people are searching, they're going with the first train that stops, watch this, and says something that sounds viable. That's why every cult has a smidgen of truth. But Jesus said, I am the way, the truth. Okay? But, but, but see, in that smidgen of truth, it's called bait. So someone who knows that there's something missing, I know I want more, and somebody come to your door offering you whatever. If it sounds good, you don't know why, because I've never been in a relationship with Jesus, so he, he must be right. He, he's showing me. She sounds. So they go with the first train smoking while we praying for bigger houses, bigger cars, more money. God bless that, but, but, but it, do I really want that to, to, to be a blessing for, to someone else or just to show you that, that I, I came up this year? God is better than that. God is better than that. Are you, he said, matter of fact, I give you that. that. That's nothing. I give you that if you put me first. Here, you out here breaking your back for it. I give it to you if you just honor me first. Are you here? I know it sounds hard because it, it, it's something about Given our total allegiance to Jesus that sounds foreign, but that is the way, that is the life that we should live as Christians. The life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God. Are you here? So that word harvest, it simply means what? Reaping. We say this, people are ready to receive Jesus. And I want you to think every, every time you go somewhere, you leave the house, whatever environment you're going, have the attitude that people ready to receive Jesus because you're a fisherman now let's look at that now notice earlier I said you know a lot of times people you know they just continue to live their lives as they did before you know with the exception of incorporating Sunday worship Joel Osteen says this you can be committed to church but not committed to Christ but you cannot be committed to Christ and not be committed to church and that's what we have. We have a lot of people who are committed to church. That's why we come for ourselves. He's talking about, you know, come for, again, people think worship is come. You no, know, worship is not about coming to get something. Worship is about coming to offer something. And most of the time we come with the attitude, what can I get? I didn't get anything out of the service because you don't understand worship. When you come offering something, that's the person who receives and gets fulfilled. Are you here? But a lot of people, they are committed to church, but not committed to God. And when you see, when you come into church, you just come. You'll sit. I said, you might give, you may not. But when you come into Jesus, there is involvement. I'm doing something. Every joint supplies. I'm, I, I, I'm doing something other than just coming, filling a seat. And so, as a matter of fact, when you come into Jesus, I understand that I'm a disciple and I cannot go to worship alone. 
imagine how many people we were, we were in. Imagine how many individuals that we were in the company of this week who were ready to receive. But, you know, I'm on a mission. I got to get in here and get this blouse and get on back to the house to cook. I got to get home to the kids. I have to do this. I have to do that. Imagine how many people were ready because the scripture tells us to harvest. So, so we're not lacking on people ready to be harvested. We lack on laborers. We lack on, when I say we, the body of Christ. That's why uh, Jesus said, pray to the Lord of the harvest. Send forth workers into the fields. Are you here? Number one, I said this last week. Write this down. We have to. Wednesday night, I said some things that we need from you. What are, when I say we, the body of Christ, what we need from you. Number one, we need for you to live as fishers of men. This is what we need as Christians from each other. To live as what? Live how? Are you with me? Fishers of men. Live how? As fishers of men. Let me show you this. Luke 9, 20, 23. Let me show you this first. Amplify. Listen to this. The Christian life is not adding Jesus to one's own way of life, but renouncing. Listen to this. I'm going to say it slow because I want you to write it down. The Christian life is not adding Jesus to one's own way of life, but renouncing that personal way of life for his and being willing to pay whatever the cost require. Do y'all hear this? See, y'all looking at me like, man, what is he talking about? I, 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 I want to hear I, when my car coming, when my house coming. I want to hear a new job in 24 hours. You are disciples of Jesus. Perhaps it's the man that you minister to that gives you a business. Perhaps it's the woman that you minister to that turns around and sows a seed into your life to cancel all your debt. Perhaps, see, that's part of that seeking me first. Maybe it's the man that you minister because everyone who doesn't have Jesus needs Jesus. There are people in every sphere that needs Jesus, be it a doctor, lawyer, lawyer, CEO, whatever, fireman, nurse, whatever your profession may be, athletes, and there has to be fishermen in every arena. And I submit to you, there are, but when we're not conscious of who we are, it, we, we, we are in the midst of people ready to be reaped, but we are oblivious to what's going on around us. That shouldn't be so. And I submit to you because we, we got other things that are more important right now, namely self. And one of the things we have to realize as disciples is that you have to die to self. In other words, Lord, let your will be done, not mine. You have to do this every day. Can't just do it on Sunday for about 35, 40 minutes. You have to do it every day. Are you ready? Uh, let's read this. And he was saying to them all, if anyone wishes to follow me as my Disciples, he must deny himself, set aside selfish interests, and take up his cross. Date, watch this, how often? Daily, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come and follow me, believing in me, conforming to my example, conforming to my example, conforming to my example, in living, conforming to my example, in living, conforming to my example, in living, if need be, suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me. I will circle conforming my life, conforming my example and conforming to my example in living. Now, let's go to <coughs> Matthew 4. Notice earlier I said that perhaps some people aren't being one because, you know, maybe our lives doesn't necessarily reflect that of Jesus. 
and his disciples, here Jesus tells us that my life should reflect his, right? My life should reflect, should reflect the life of who? Ask yourself, does my life reflect the life of Jesus? Do you love others like Jesus love? Are you compassionate on man like Jesus is compassionate? And perhaps that family member or that brother, sister, or cousin hadn't received Jesus because you forgot that at one time you wasn't always saved. You know how you live like a, like I'm just talking about live just, then when you get saved, you never done wrong. So now when I come around you, I'm telling you to put that down, tuck that away. You're going to hell. Now, don't you forget just three days ago, you had one in your mouth passing it around. So having compassion is like when Jesus, he met the woman at the world, he met her where she was. It's understanding where people are and not even mentioning that. I'm concerned. I'm not worried about a, a beer in your hand. I'm concerned about your soul. Are you here? I'm not worried about you smoking a joint. And I know nowadays it's for medicinal purposes. For, huh? At least that's what y'all telling me. Pastor, this is for my back. It's for my neck, for my back and my neck. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Try to lay hands on yourself. I'm just saying, man. You know. But it's not even. It's not even about that. It's about your soul. Because here's the thing: no matter what you're dealing with, if you receive Jesus, watch this, and you really commit yourself to Him, whatever proclivities you had. Man, you will rise up above them things so quick and so fast, it'll make you forget that you ever tricked like that. Are you here? <laughs> let me, let's, let, let's extract that. Let me, y'all trying to pull me into that. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not teaching like that in 2019. I'm not doing that this year. Let's read this and I, I, I'm done. Matthew 4. So the first point is we have to live as fishers of men. Okay, let's read this. And Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee. He noticed two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea. Uh, for they were fishermen. Hold on, just, just some nuggets to write down. In that time, they fished with nets. Some would say with nets. Not this line fishing that people do. You know, like you put a little worm, you sit by the riverbank, and you th that's not fishing. Real fishing. They fished with nets. Often had weights around the bottom, and when they would cast it uh, out into the lake or wherever they were, and when they would draw it up, you would have a little bit of everything. Are you here? And then often something else, as a fisherman, I would write this down, it can be tarling. What do you mean? You know, you may witness five hours a day, and everybody look like you got seven heads. But you can't get discouraged because it might be the man who'll come after you. Watch this, that they receive Jesus. Your, your main goal is to proclaim. And when we proclaim, that's sowing seeds. Whether you get saved now or not, you can't stand before God and say, no one didn't come talk to you. So your solace comes in knowing at least, at least I sh now whether she received it or whether he received it or not, they can't say that I didn't try to introduce a man named Jesus to them. That's why every opportunity you have, whether, you, whether you're 8, 18, or 80, if you haven't received Jesus, today is the day to receive him. <laughs> Are you here? You haven't, let me tell you something. You really haven't started living until you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. 
Uh, I wish, I, I thought at least five Christians would say, Pastor, you're right. I am enjoying life like never before. And if that's not your testimony, testimony, maybe you haven't really committed to him. Because committed people don't have the testimony of people who are not committed. People who are not committed say stuff like, ah, I'm, I'm going to have fun. I, well, those of us who are committed, we have just as much fun. I'm missing out. What, what are you missing? Hmm? Because every time you leave, I'll never do that again. You know how you, you, you get so sick. I ain't doing that again. And the, the next night. But those of us, you know, we don't have that testimony. We go home, go to bed. We have fun with it. I'm not. I don't go to bed talking about, I ain't never doing that again. Ugh. I, I did that before. I, you know, uh, Stone Cold, he is just drink, you know. I, ne- I wasn't a big drinker, so I, you know, but, you know, I wasn't a big drinker. But I, one thing I couldn't drink was, like, liquor. Could drink beer all day, but, like, liquor, that, that, that was never my thing. Because uh, for whatever reason, I couldn't hold it. And every time I did it, at the end of the night, I'm puking over, the, holding the, the commode. <laughs> I never do this again. Nah, I ain't, oh, I never do this again. Lord, if you just get me through this, ugh. if you just then you're like, well, I got to throw up. Hey, you see, ain't nothing coming out. Well, I got to keep doing it. I mean, dog. I mean, I get the point, man. Then that next night, <laughs> back then it was old English and round court, round uh, crown warrior or whatever. I don't know, whatever. Snoop Dogg had us drinking gin and juice, gin. I'm buying gin and orange juice. That didn't do it. Still threw up at the end of the night. <laughs> but what's fun about that? Okay, all right. All right. Didn't get many amens. Hey, you gotta, liquor don't bother me, Pastor. Don't bother me. Don't bother me. <laughs> don't bother me. And Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee. He noticed his two brothers, Simon, who's called Peter, and then Jewish brother casting a net into the sea. For they were, they were, they were what? They were what? And he said to them, follow me. I want to show you something. As my disciples, listen to this. Accepted me as, as your master and teacher. Master, I'm accepting you as Lord of my life. And when you would mimic that of a master, your, your life would exemplify them. So to accept him as master is to say, I'm going to walk like you walk. I'm going to love like you love. I'm going to have compassion like you have compassion. I'm going to see, and most people don't because they don't die to self, and that's why they're so judgmental toward others because they're not compassionate. Are you here? <clears throat> and I always have to say this. The scriptures, the Bible, because first time, first Thing people say, don't judge. You can't judge to say anything what the Bible says. So go read your Bible. The scripture says, don't judge others without judging yourself first. No. Once you judge yourself first, you can judge me more clearly. But he don't say don't judge because that's for Don't judge me. First of all, I'm not trying to judge you. And if I wanted to, I could. <laughs> After I judge myself first. And the point is this. Once you look at yourself, then I will come at you in a different light being that I used to do that. I haven't always talked pleasing. I haven't always walked straight. I've had some blurpies. So now I'm going to approach you out of love and look at your soul and not your foolishness that you're dealing with. Are you here? Verse uh, 19, and he said, follow me as my disciples, accepting me as your master and teacher, walking in the same path of life that I walk, and I will make you... You know why people aren't fishing? Because they're not 
walking like he walked. He said, if you're going to be a fisherman, you have to first accept me as your master. Tr- trust, trust what I'm telling you. Accept my teaching. Don't be trying to insert your own philosophy, ideologies in this. Did I say that? No. Well, why are you saying it? Are you here? We've been making up stuff, man. I'm telling y'all. Where you get that at? Oh, that's over there. That's somewhere over there in the 22nd book of Romans. <laughs> the, second, the, the 22nd chapter of Romans? Yeah, I think it's either 21 or 22. Now, somebody actually looking for Romans chapter 22. Chapter <laughs> let me, let me, here. Um, verse 20, immediately they did what? Left their nets and followed him, becoming his disciples, believing and trusting in him and following his. Let me give you this and I'm done. Notice they said immediately they left their nets, becoming his. Notice they were, they were fishermen by occupation. And Jesus said, I'm going to make you fishermen of men. So once I received Jesus, now fishing, talking to the believer, becomes my primary occupation. I'm a fisherman who happened to be a doctor. See the difference? I'm a teacher. No, I'm sorry. That's, that's, that's what got us in trouble. I'm a fisherman who happens to be a teacher. So even while I'm teaching, whatever capacity, and of course, he who wins souls is wise. I'm discerning that there are those among me who are ready to be reaped. But if I go with the mindset, I'm just teaching that. I'm, I'm forgetting about. I'm a race car driver. No, you are a fisherman who happens to be a professional race car driver. So while you're driving or while you're in that environment, I'm conscious of the fact that there are people ready to be what? Reaped. Are you here? Follow me. Write this down. This is what it means. Follow me. It involves involves accepting the beliefs and lifestyle of a master as one's own. I just said that a few minutes ago. It involves accepting the beliefs and lifestyle of a master as one's own. So in other words, I'm accepting Jesus' teaching as my God, his life, as one that I'm going to pattern my life after. Fishers of men is the same thing as fishers of people. So he's, he's made me a fisher, fisherman of people or fishers for people. Notice you heard me say, well, well, how can you say here, I'm a fisherman first? Jesus was calling them away from their productive trades to be productive spiritually. Notice, they left immediately. Now, we know they still fish because after Jesus uh, went and uh, received the keys of the kingdom and before he ascended, Peter went back to fishing. But the point is, your primary occupation now is to fish for souls. So don't go quit your job. I'm, talking about, I'm, I'm a full-time fisherman. See, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. See, now you've been. <laughs> no, you just use wisdom. Why are you there to fish for souls? That's the point, okay? Because you come knocking on this door one day during the week, and, and it, Tuesday through Friday, you're talking about you don't quit your job full time to be a fisherman. Uh, <clears throat> here, here, let, let's do this. So Jesus was calling them away from their productive trades to be productive spiritually. So he's calling us to be productive spiritually. Are you here? And notice it says immediately they left their nets. Following Jesus as his disciples involves, watch this, both Commitment and cost. Commitment 
and cost on the part of the believer. Did you get that? Following Jesus involves following Jesus as disciples involves both commitment and cost on the part of the believer. Now, I told you that I was going to show you that little Johnny them, Mama Daddy them, <clears throat> don't come first. God must be first. Are you here? Luke fourteen. Okay. What? what how long have I been up here? Say it again. 43? Okay, I got two minutes to give you this. Listen to this. Luke 40, Luke 14, 26, 27. Watch this, and I will elaborate more on it next week. If anyone comes to me <clears throat> and does not hate his own father and mother. See, hold on. I see. I, that's why I hate mama. I told you I hate. I got, I got, I got proof. I'm so glad I came today. Mama, this is why I hate. Let me tell you. Jesus told me to hate you. See, <laughs> You're off. That's not what he's saying. He is not saying have an aversion towards your parents. But when you love him and he's first in comparison to the love for your father, it seems as though you hate him because your devotion is so great toward God. But you don't literally hate. That's not even going. That's going against what it is. Matter of fact, he said, love your father and mother. That you Honor them that you may have long life on this earth. Honor them. Are you here? Love thy neighbor. So you're not going to go out here talking about I told you that. Don't, don't misinterpret this. But if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own mother and father and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life in the sense of indifference to a relative uh, disregard for them in comparison with his attitude toward God, he cannot be my disciple. Verse 27, whoever does not carry his own cross, watch this, expressing a willingness to endure. We see this again. Whatever may come and follow. Listen, you can meet great opposition. When you begin to be devoted to Jesus, because you're going to honor him in every aspect of your life. So as disciple, you know, <clears throat> when you meet your significant other, you, you, he has to understand. He may not understand your call to be chased now. See, that, that, that could cause trouble, trouble, as dollar bills, trouble, trouble, trouble. Why? Because last week, but see, here's what you have to say. See, that's where you're missing it. That was last week. Yesterday. See, see again. Calm down like that. Again. That was yesterday. About six people like, oh, man. Oh. But if you are a Christian, this is how you should think. I'm the, see, that's, that's where dying to self comes. Even dying to self. That's where that comes in. Dying to my desires and passions to live for him. Jesus was tempted in all points, but guess what? He didn't sin. So you don't have to do it. Are you with me? That's another message. It got real quiet. That, that lets me know. Put a pin there. Take a note of that, brother, because I'll I, I deal with that next week. But let, let's close. Whoever does not carry his own cross, express any willingness to do whatever may come and fall after me, believe in conforming to my Here it go again. Conforming to my example in living. And if need be suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me, cannot. Are you willing to forfeit all for Jesus? Ask yourself that question. Am I willing? Because once you receive him as your Lord and Savior, what you're saying is that I am choosing to devote my life to him. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com.
or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.